Hello, everybody. This is On the Shores, episode 13, July 2021. And it's been a while. It's been a long while. Uh, Chris and I were scheduled to record today, and we were scheduled to record yesterday, and the week before that, and the week before that, and our schedules just got very messy. Very, very messy. Life is very busy right now. There's a lot happening, and as a result, we are not, uh, we're playing like podcast tag podcast tag so i can't get him on the show and he can't get me on when he wants to be on and on and on and on so um i'm gonna hear uh i'm gonna be here recording uh this is going to be a hodgepodge of different items to catch up with you and uh maybe chris will make um, a random showing maybe he'll just show up i mean anything's possible right so Let's start with the update. Last episode, which was episode, let me look back, I think episode 12, Women in Film. Women in Film was very positively received. I got a lot of uh, people listening to that, good feedback, and um, I just appreciate you listening. We're very happy to have Janelle on the show. And again, go listen to her podcast, Cause and Creation, which comes out in a much more regular timeline than mine, which ours, uh, ours, I'd say ours, because Chris and I and other people is about once a month. I mean, that's still 12 good episodes a year, so I'm pretty proud of that. So um, we're going to get to it right now, and I'm going to clarify. This is a clarification section. Okay, I have a number of subjects to talk about. I wish Chris was here to discuss some of these, because some of them are near and dear to him. Um, we're going to talk, first of all, uh, about some of the feedback I've received on the show. This is non-specific feedback. It's just things I've heard and questions I've heard from listeners after they've heard the show. One of them is regarding religion and faith. Some people, uh, believers in, uh, I'm a Christian, so believe in Jesus, you know, God, uh, Son of God and all that. And they say to me, are you very religious? Because I don't like people telling me what to do or say. I don't like that. It's not right. And to them, I absolutely agree with you. I have faith uh, that the Lord, some big being somehow, has created the Big Bang and everything about it, and is a personal, loving God, and created the universe. I, um, that's all I believed when I was younger. When I came to Christianity, I very deeply analyzed the story of Jesus of Nazareth, and how he became Jesus Christ, and the whole thing. And just bear with me here, you uh, atheist, you, you agnostic. You're kind of listening, and the atheist is like, fuck you. I don't want to hear this shit. Just listen, please. Because I go by Jesus and the portions of the New Testament, which were kind of contemporary between 25 and 100 years after his death. And you can go online and watch YouTube and a bunch of whole things. There's one I recommend that's very simple for like, 
layman like me, theological layman. From the infographics show on YouTube, I have no official affiliation with them. And it was like, uh, is the resurrection real? Or was Jesus real? Or something like that, like Christianity. is very recent as of this recording in July of 2021. So it came out and it kind of explained the, the, the theory of Christianity and how we can't disprove it because we can't disprove the resurrection. It's impossible. The sequence of events that happened for all those people to have made this up as some kind of psychotic event that Jesus came back. It doesn't make any logical sense. There's another book, The Case for Christ, and there's a movie where uh, there's a true story about this gentleman who was an investigative reporter. He looked at airbags blowing up and, and something like that, some investigative journalism. So he's a science person. I'm a science person. I believe in facts and things that can be proven or, or disproven. And if they're not provable or disprovable, we don't know. So we don't know. And then it's a faith matter, right? So this guy went uh, and tried to research, uh, tried to disprove the resurrection because the entire Christian faith rests on the resurrection of Jesus. If Jesus didn't rise from the tomb like they said he did, then it's just some dude with a great, a wonderful, loving dude with great ideas just running, running around the earth claiming he's God and he's a cuckoo. But he did, and there's no evidence to disprove it. Plus, a lot of the things foretold in the Old Testament came true in reality in the New Testament. Also, Jesus, and again, I'm not a theologian. Chris, if you're listening to this, you should have shown up for this. You bad, bad boy, you. <laughs> but uh, um, Jesus was against religion. He was against, I mean, he was a pariah. Everybody looked at him at the time and said, this guy's out of his mind. A lot of his disciples and people that ended up believing and fight, fought for him believed he was out of his mind. You know, Peter and Paul, people that went and killed Christians, <laughs> ended up coming. Why did they all... Change your mind. Were they all drinking lead in the water? Were they all fucking nuts? No, because they saw proof. And if you actually open up your mind and your heart, you may see it too. How, that's as far as I go with that. That's it. I believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. It is inspi- it's inspired, let me correct myself, by God. And it has a number of letters. The Bible was, a, the New Testament was a bunch of letters originally written uh, after Jesus' death, some right before, some like right before, within you know, half a generation, some a generation, but not too far off, uh, written down from oral teachings of his life. Kind of contemporary, right? Talking about what he said, what first person accounts of what he said and what people did and what happened. Uh, in the miracles and all these things, and then Jesus' story, and then his stories, and a lot of parables. The books are stories of parables and different things written, inspired by God through men and people in power of the time, trying to both help and control the populace. If you look at religion when used inappropriately, it can be horrific. People are murdered. The Crusades. Um, Catholic priests doing sexual acts against children. Up in Canada, something like they found 700 graves of indigenous 
people. They call them First Nation up there. We call them, you know, American, uh, Native Americans down here. Uh, the children dumped in graves after they were malnourished, killed, or sexually abused, or whatever. Horrific things happened to these kids in the orphanages. And men of God, supposedly, caused horrible things to these kids. And this is a story that repeats itself over and over the millennia. Religion, things in the name of God, Allah, whatever, used to kill, maim, and destroy. That's religion gone wrong. That is not what a creator of the universe who this force that would love everybody in Jesus. If you look at Christianity, a very loving, open-minded, caring man and son of God, as people in that religion believe, and there's no evidence to refute that. And I'm not getting a fight with any of you people. So this is just my opinion and my faith, but there's no evidence to refute it. The, the, the point is that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ did not act like all these people who take the Bible as a way to oppress its religion. The religious leaders of the day did the same thing. Jesus reviled the Philistines, reviled religion. Jesus, I think the problem with Christianity is that people forget about Christ. And again, this is a very broad strokes, very broad interpretation of the Bible and all the stories and everything that's told within, which is a fascinating book, by the way, it's beautiful. And the stories of how people were and how they disengaged and engaged and killed and maimed and murdered and have sex and all this other stuff and how they loved and the, and the stories they taught and the faith of some people like Job just like continue to have faith. And it's, it's a beautiful book. It's amazing. It's crazy too, but it, it's like crazy in a good way. It teaches you things. People forget about Christ. They forget about the Jesus portion of Christianity. Many, I don't want to say most, because I don't know billions of people. I like to think I'm in tune with the world, including you, dear listener. Especially you. Yeah, you. But I don't know. But I do know that if we all lived like Jesus Christ lived, Christians actually acted like Christians of people, followers of Christ, that all this other crap that happens all the time when religion is applied by people who like to be their own gods to rape and murder and abuse and destroy and gather wealth. Talking about you, you hype priest motherfuckers. Like this... This is not Jesus. None of this is Jesus. None of this. People that say that being gay is a horrible thing and you should be changed. Like Jesus did not say that. People that say that sex is a horrible sin over all the other sins and you should be whipped and you should be ashamed of yourself because you like to fuck. Jesus didn't say that. Anything done, anything done out of moderation or hurtful or to steal, or hurt somebody else, or yourself, is a sin. It's imperfect. I mean, you don't have to read the Bible to figure this out. Too much of anything, I like to eat too much ice cream. That's a sin. Because God doesn't like to eat too much ice cream, or someone that likes to steal. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Adultery is also stealing. It's taking away from your neighbor, your friend. It's being a, being a fucking asshole, right? Don't do it. Sin is the opposite of good. 
all things unholy, which is good, creating and loving and giving and all these good normal moral compass codes, a nice moral compass, that's the opposite of that is sin. Okay? If you look at God as the father of a mother or Gaia or whatever you want to call it, big guitar player in the sky, he created everything. Like your parent. They don't want you to be a fuck up. That's what it's about. This is not rocket science. If you start there as step number one, and you say, look, I'm going to have a personal relationship with whatever created me, and you dive deeper, and you're a Christian, which I am, and that holy trinity and the Holy Spirit and how Jesus suffered for our sins, which is a beautiful transformation for people. It's a beautiful gift. The story of Christianity, basically, you're a bunch of fuck-ups. I don't know what happened with you. You're sinning left and right. You, you, you're, you're idolizing yourselves. Like This is like it's ants in the colony gone berserk. Like Can you just come, come, come to love here? What's wrong with all you people? I'm going to do it. I'm going to become a man. I'm going to come down. I'm going to see what's up. And I, I'm going to cry with you. I'm going to help heal you. I'm going to, I'm going to try to teach you. It's like a big teacher, like how to, like how I want you to be. And then I'm going to, because nobody's going to believe me because you're a bunch of jerks, little children who don't like to listen to me. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to bleed out for you, for you, because I love you because old Testament God just wiping out everybody all the time. Well, it's not working. Maybe you'll listen. Maybe you'll finally get it. No. No. Many people don't, especially Christians. So that's where I sit on religion and faith. I, religion, rules. If we look up religion, let's look up religion right now. Let's see. Let's see where that comes from. Look up religion. I love technology. It's great. The belief and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal God or gods, a particular system of faith and worship, a system or pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. Okay. And it comes from uh, the Latin regiare to bind, perhaps, or Middle English or the old French religion. Faith, belief, divinity, worship, creed, teaching, doctrine, theology. Also cult, right? So it's a, for me, it's a belief system. It's a, a set of faith that I believe that something bigger than me made me. And if you look at the Big Bang, it's pretty big. So you all think that nothing made you. Look at the Big Bang theory. It's a theory. It's also a TV show. Not talking about the show. That we were made by something big. Okay, everybody was. So you can read that any way you want. Religion can be that. It's kind of a set of beliefs or a theory, a theology about where we all came from and what our purpose is in the world. That's how I see religion. Religion as far as a bunch of rules and a hierarchy, a patriarchy, and a method to keep people down and a method to make people want to kill themselves because they weren't born in the way God wanted them to according to some dude in a robe in like, you know, uh, 2 AD. Give me a break. And if you don't believe in me, I don't care. It's America. It's free country. America. So. 
We're here for religious freedom. You can believe that an apple is God, and you're allowed to do that in this country. It's beautiful. It doesn't make me any less of a Christian because I believe Jesus Christ was my Savior from God, which is bigger than me, and it was proven out or not disproven. So that's where I sit with it. If that makes me a fake GF and accused of being like a fake Christian, who the hell are you? You're not God. Who are you? So I have faith in something bigger in Jesus as the manifestation of that on earth. And I go with what he was, he told his people when he went to go die. What, what should we do? Which, how should we live? And um, they, he said, believe in me, have faith in your creator and treat, it, treat our other people as you'd like to be treated yourself. And it all flows from there. And it really does because then it's not about you. You are the vessel that you care for and you work with and you, you know, like cherish as your like arbiter of things on earth according to God's plan or God's will of the universe as well or time or however you want to look at it, you know, inception. I, but like you have free agency over yourself to do things. And you can work with the world, with the universe, with God, with the Holy Spirit to affect those things in a greater way that's more connected with your brethren, with people. You can love philia, have philia love for everybody, and you can kind of be plugged into humanity to operate in a good way to affect the best result for yourself and those around you and the world and the planet at large. Or you can be a dick. Live for yourself. Probably die miserable, stressed, young, maybe. And uh, just, you know, be a dick. So you can operate with integrity and with a bigger purpose in life, which I try to do, or you can be a dick. And, you know, people aren't perfect. Nobody's imperfect. Nobody's perfect. We have free will. Sometimes we make mistakes, but that's how you learn. That's how you grow. So that's how I see religion and faith. I'm never going to look at you and tell you, Jesus said, or the Bible says, you're gay, therefore you have sinned against God, and you are going to hell, because it was written down, and that's it. Who the fuck am I to tell you that? You're not, I'm not God, right? I'm not going to sit here and say, you have too much sex. You like sex. I don't know, too much could be pretty bad, actually, for you, but bad and sinful, like you're, you're gluttony, like you're ruining yourself. If you're a sexual person, I'm not going to sit here and say, that's an affront to God that you're sexual and how dare, dare you give yourself before purity and, you know, and not be pure and all that. No, I'm not going to do that. If you curse, you're not breaking any of my rules. It's about how you treat yourself and how you treat other people. If you're not hurting me, I'm good. If you're reaching out to help someone that fell, I saw this literally. Uh, I was at coffee with my son the other day, and a woman on a walker, she, she seemed to have a seizure. She started to fall. Before I could even get out of my seat, three bystanders rushed to her, her aid. They didn't know each other. They were all working together in union for good. I, I don't know if they're religious. I don't know if they have faith or not. But I have faith in humanity, and I have faith in the world around me. I love what has created me, the beauty and the design of it all. And I saw it in action in front of me. So no, 19 minutes and 35 seconds later, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I am not uh, a Bible thumper who throws my book of words at you and says, live this way. No, I have my own faith and belief system. I like to drink. 
I like to have sex. I like to eat a lot sometimes. But I also like to love more than all of the rest of that combined. I believe in love. I fight for love. And I want to love. I want to love the way Jesus loved us, which was unconditionally just philia, just giving love. Love that expects no receipt. I also want to love myself, so I don't want to give too much of myself so that I fall apart. So that I'm throwing pearls to swine, as it says in the Bible. So I'm just giving all I've got to people that don't care, don't listen, don't want. And then I have nothing left to give to myself, to people that really care around me, and to the rest of the world. I do believe that certain things should be held sacred, like your body and your heart and the way you treat other people. Um, but the minutia of the religious, you know, doctrine, I don't get into that. God created all of us, my world, created free will, brought down Jesus to show us the way. And that's how we should act. And he gives a bunch of stories, which are probably a bunch of good information and good ideas, but they're written through the lens of who wrote them and people screw things up. That's the whole point of the Bible written by people. <laughs> so for you people on the right that say I'm not a Christian, yeah, whatever. For you people on the left, not necessarily, you can have faith too, but you other people that think I'm some kind of religious Bible pump, thumper, whatever. I don't care. I love all of you equally. I hope the best for all of you. I try to operate. I try. I'm not always successful to operate with integrity and love everybody as I want to be treated. And I may fail at that. I may not communicate, which we're going to get to another subject on that. But I try. And I don't need anybody or anything more than my God and my center, that which which created me. And from that, all things flow. And I'm trying to live closer to the ideal that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ, lived and showed everybody. But I cannot God, and I can never pretend to be God, and I will be imperfect because I'm a human being with free will who has made a lot of mistakes in life like anybody else. But we can try. And that is my view of Christianity and how it should work. Oh boy, I'm going to get a lot of slack for that. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But that's my view. Um, I am a practicing Christian and I use the Bible as a guide, but I do not use it as like a word for word, like blueprint. I think God is bigger than a bunch of letters that people wrote down in a book. It's the best thing we got though. In the Christian world, it's the best thing we got. And by the way, I apply that to all religions. So if you're Muslim or a Jew and those those all come from the kind of the same um, place, Judeo-Christianity. They all come from kind of the same, all these religions kind of worship the same God. I feel the same way. I'm not going to talk in detail about that because I don't want anybody to hate on me, but it's the same thing with Christianity. I think you need to look at things through a lens of trying to do good, worshiping your God, whatever that is, worshiping your God loving yourself, family, sacrifice, you know, being a good citizen of this planet. So let's talk about Hillsong. Oh, wow. 
Um, I'm going to keep this brief because a lot of you don't know what Hillsong is or was. If you haven't listened to the other uh, episodes, you really don't. What? Hillsong? What? They're a big multinational, worldwide, uh, Episcopal, not Episcopal, I'm sorry, Evangelical Protestant Church. And their big hallmark is their music, which is, I think is quite good. Very good. Very cinematic. Very inspiring kind of modern rock. And they're kind of seek or they look, they look to bring people into God and, and Jesus and all that through people that are unsure. So they put on a big show, literally in nightclubs and on stage, and it's wonderful and beautiful. And it's very, like, it brings you in, brought me in. It's great. Hype churches, these big churches, they're all about, like, the big show. And, and it has a lot of value because it does bring people away from being centered around sin and about themselves. Sin being that which is not holy and bad for you, right? And kind of think about the big picture about God and what created you and blah, blah, blah. So Hillsong was a church that I was a member of, still considered myself a member of. And boy, did it get fucked up. And the East Coast of the United States, it was headed by Carl Lentz. This uh, man, uh, this pastor to the stars, who's cut, really good looking, had a beautiful wife and kids. He's like, hung, you know, uh, he hung up with Justin Bieber, who was totally like disavowed this guy. Um, and uh, lots of NBA stars. And he was on Oprah and just like, you know, Selena Gomez was a friend. And he's just a shit, right? Like this guy, mm, Carl, and he was a really good preacher. Like he has a gift, really amazing storyteller. Nice guy, honestly, if you met him, you wouldn't think he was a bad guy, didn't give off that vibe, just like a joyful kind of guy. <laughs> but Carl, Carl wasn't the best leader, you know? Carl liked, frankly, Carl liked to fuck, and he cheated on his wife. Um, he liked nice things, and liked to present a nice air of VIP, like we have a, like a special for the you know, the higher end people. So with the green rooms and, uh, which sometimes people need a quiet space to prepare a sermon. I think that's fine. Not laid out with sushi and treats. And, and I saw this like firsthand. I was there, I was on teams and I saw this shit. I saw the green room. I saw all the treats. I saw everything. There was no booze involved. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like a club club, but you know, like I saw the hierarchy. Oh, we're going to invite you to the front today. I mean, there should be no front. Carl, I did a film, and Carl was in it, and I uh, did it for, for the Hillsong as a volunteer thing to kind of announce the opening of Hillsong Boston, and uh, he did a great, rousing sermon. It was amazing, and I did a film for him. They, I couldn't meet him. Oh, Carl's too busy to meet you. Oh, he doesn't like to talk to people. Excuse me, you're supposed to be the pastor of a church. You're supposed to like represent God and Jesus, and you can't talk to me? Like, you're special? You're one of us. That's how religion screws everything up, right? And uh, frankly, and I think Hillsong as an organization nationwide, worldwide has realized this and kind of gave too much leash to, to Carl. And this kind of bubbled down through the hierarchy. They were having fancy penthouse parties where they'd only invite certain people or they were going out drinking and like Instagramming it all. Or And everybody's kind of young, like they were, you know, in the 20s and 30s. and and I don't mean to cast a shadow on all these people. Some of these people are good friends of mine. They're human like me. I'm not exactly pious, right? But the ties were paying for a lot of this stuff. 
they were buying Dolce and Gabbana bags for for visiting priests and, and, and speakers. They were, you know, buying ATVs to roam around Williamsburg in in, in uh, Brooklyn and and look cool and not keeping receipts and just like just just fucking up really badly for leadership, like a disaster. There was um, sexual impropriety and, and complaints, of which I'm not privy to, but one I am, which got published, which didn't name Carl by name, but was uh, my pastor's wife, uh, who I only knew tangentially. But the family's a beautiful family, beautiful children. People are trying really hard, gave their entire life to this church, entire life, from when they were kids. <laughs> And Pastor Carl is being very inappropriate, like, 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 basically, you know, sexual assault to the, this pastor's wife for years as she's taking care of his sick kids. Right. And, the, and this is alleged. I don't Nobody has any proof of any of this, but I take this woman's word or her, her word because she's a very good person. So I take it. I take it as a personal affront to me as a former volunteer and member of that church that this kind of shit was going on. And uh and that nobody knew about it, nobody could see it. Of course she kept it hidden. And there were other things too, like I knew a church member who was very, very stressed to the point of suicidal. And I asked a, a pastor uh there, a, a team's pastor, to try to help her. And this person told me, oh, well, I can't, I'm a man, I can't, I can't help her. Like, like, like he's, uh, what was his name, like Mike Pence. Oh, I can't, I can't help her, I can't be in the same room with her. To the point where the woman was l- losing it. She was very, she needed help. And eventually another church down the street that's been there since 1885 or whatever, took her in, paid for her to get help, got her help. What if they, she hadn't reached out to them, and what if they hadn't helped her? Where would this person be right now? Dead? In a, in a death spiral? They have faith, and they go to Christians for help, and their own church said, I can't help you because I'm a man. Give me a break. That was another reason I kind of stepped out. But I had faith. There's a lot of good people in there. There's a lot of people trying to love, and a lot of people trying to do the right thing. So. All of this came down to the leaders of the church multinationally. And I don't blame them for this. They had nothing to do with any of this. Brian, Bobby Houston, I'm going to focus on Brian because he kind of helped start the church down in Australia. And he was asked on Good Morning America, do you, like, this guy took after you. Carl Lentz took after you. He set up this whole, like, caste system and like this cool factor and like he did his own thing and like you have green rooms and you have limos and you do don't you think he was coming after you uh, like he was learned from you like like father like son you basically taught him how, how to be uh, you know sinful they didn't say that but that was the insinuation and i don't want to speak for ryan but brian was basically like no i never intended for any of that to happen but i can see that some of that might have been bastardized he might have misunderstood mis- misappropriated and we and we frankly didn't look we took his word for it or he was very obstinate or blah all these fucking excuses and uh and they looked the other way until it got way too bad and you know almost took the whole damn church down sounds like the catholic church i'm sorry <laughs> Killing and raping kids is our business. It's horrible. So, um, 
so um the leaders of the church multinationally who are big in Australia for you Australians half of them are in parliament Hillsong's a big thing down there they kind of stepped back and they're just kind of creative leads or spiritual heads but they're not going to run the the business because the church is a business it's a non-profit business but it is a business it's a corporation and it should have hr policies and everything and i'm very happy to see that that's what's happening they've stepped back they put someone else kind of in charge of the business aspect they have a whole philosophy a belief system now they've written down this financial classes this staff training that pastor who didn't help that person got sent off to like pastor college like they have cleaned fucking house because I do believe that this church, which is a group of people who are trying to worship their God and do good for the world, that most, the vast majority of these people are just good people. Vast majority are trying to beat down addiction or to love people better or, 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 or get closer to God or to volunteer or to help people who are down come up and to rise up and be closer to love. And they all are just very good people trying to be good things. Carl could do better, although I do think he should pay the price for what he did. I believe every criminal can be reformed. I believe if we truly help people reform, they can be better. Some people are sick, and they deserve everything that's coming to them. They're very, they're evil incarnate. I'm again painting a broad brush, but I do believe in the power of forgiveness and 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 redemption and reform in people that we should give people who have made mistakes in their lives another shot. Um, I trust but verify though. So in the case of Carl, um, nobody was looking, nobody was verifying, nobody was overseeing, and this pious pastor was doing everything in the book wrong possible. And that was spreading out through tentacles throughout the entire church so that Hillsong and the East Coast became a clicky kind of nightclub thing where we all boozed together and got so far from Jesus and God that it became literally a crime. So that sin, right? That's going against that which created you. It's destroying, it's the anti energy and this is what happens when people get power they get a taste of it. you ever had a taste of power god it feels good but it's the opposite of creation it's the opposite of joy it's the opposite of love if you use your power for bad i believe in loving all other people i believe in the power of forgiveness i believe and not defining yourself by what other people think of you, but maybe a higher being or a higher purpose or a higher power. God and Jesus, in my case, might be something for you, else for you. Something bigger than you. Something more beautiful than you. Something that puts you in your place as a human being. I believe in worshiping the greater power and the universe and all that God created and not myself. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have some pride in your work. It doesn't mean you can't be proud of your sexy podcasting voice or the hotel that you created or the food that you cook or the classes you teach or the film that you made or any of your achievements. You should be proud. You worked hard on that. But it don't make you better than anybody else. 
does not make you better if you have a nice white BMW or you have shinier teeth. It doesn't make you better. Only you know what's better. And it comes down to a simple purpose. Doing good to others. And especially doing good to yourself. That's it. Believe in something bigger. That is how I operate. And I think religion and faith, and there's something bigger than me, can be interspersed together in a beautiful church where everybody does the right thing. Or it can be totally separate and different where one is used to control and hurt and manipulate and destroy people and get people rich. And the other is something that the congregation has mostly, but the two really don't actually mesh in the middle. So I still consider Hillsong a church because I just saw this 14-page memorandum of how they are trying to do better. And I would like to be part of that process to help them. Um, I do did read their faith structure, and I do subscribe to it all. It says the Bible's the like one true word of God, something like that. And fundamentally, like at the most basic level, I do believe that that's the only book that was written by people that knew Jesus and kind of saw miracles, and that's it. Like there's no other oral history or anything else kind of written in one like neat little book that tells the whole story of creation and destruction and the broad strokes of how we probably want to act as a greater being God created it. It's the only thing we have in the Christian faith. So yes, I can say, you know, pretty solidly that I believe it's a, a it's an authoritative book. I finally got the word out. But you have to look at it through the right lens. Or lenses and time periods and use your brain to figure out exactly what the word is supposed to be. And sometimes it is not the words written on the page. The word isn't necessarily the words. Think about that for 10 minutes. So fuck you up. Maybe get high when just get high and think about it. If it's legal, marijuana is legal in Massachusetts unless you're fed and I am, you can't have it. But just think, get high and think about it. Just like free your mind, free your spirit. Go do some yoga or something. Really think about that. The word isn't necessarily the words. It can be. But it might not necessarily be. If you want to call me a heretic, go right ahead. It's America. Happy July 4th, by the way. And happy July 1st, is it? If you're Canadian. Canada Day. I learned how to sing Canadian in like French. The old Canada in French. By some Canadian friends of mine. I love you, Canadian friends. I love Canada. I love everything about Canada. And, um, yeah, but I love America a little more. Um, we were a country born on basically the level of standing up for our boundaries and saying, no, you shall not disrespect me, King. It's a great, it's an amazing story. If you actually look at the creation story of the United States of America, and how it all came to be. We would have been a British colony or maybe like Canada South or something if power hadn't gone corrupt and tried to like abuse uh, the colonists. And all they had to do was give them a say. That's it. It's not that difficult. Just give everybody a, a shot at the table to speak, to be heard, to be included, to be loved. That's not how the king saw it. They fought a war, 
uh, French and Indian War and the Seven Years War, uh, you know, much in support of the colonies and all the all the land that they had over here in North America. And then they, the crown got very poor. They said it needs to be paid, so we're going to tax you, which almost seems fair in some some manner. And people were like, what? This is, what? No, what? give us a chance to talk about it. Like, include us in the conversation. We want representation. And the crowd was like, fuck you, no. And instead, we're going to, like, beat you into submission. We're going to, you know, the more rowdy you get, the more we're going to kick you in the face until eventually they they really screwed up. And, and a whole, the most powerful nation, or one of the most powerful nations, depending on how you look at current geopolitics, was created because the king had a hair across his ass. <laughs> Oh, it's a problem when you try to be your own god, isn't it? <clears throat> Don't do good unto others as you want done to you. And look what happens when you power hungry mongers. Look what happens. That karma always comes around and kicks you right in the ass. So America is about freedom. It's about democracy. And the, the thing about democracy, it's it's messy. But I would rather fight, and I do fight. I would fight to the death for this country. I would fight. I, I fight for its people. I fight for the citizens. I fight for the visitors. I try. My mission in life is that everybody can be happy and healthy and feel loved and have the equal chance, an equal chance, no matter what your race, creed, color, skin, or even religion is, to live a good life, a happy life, a safe life, one that is full of love and grace and hope and promise. And not one where you have to worry if your government is going to take you down or that you're going to say the wrong thing and be censored or whatever. As long as you're being loving on to others, then we will support you. But I do think the, the United States story of um, being created from basically telling the man to go F himself is a, is a strong one. That is often misinterpreted by terrorists, by the way. They just wanted to say... They still believe in the rule of law and order and not killing everybody. So this whole, like, the patriots of the United States were like, they were terrorists too, and so we can kill them. It's not, no. <laughs> they were fighting against tyranny. So, like, violence is never a good thing. Like, I, if I, this was the 60s, I would be a peacenik. I mean, I'd still go to war for the country if I had to because I follow orders and, 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 and things are bigger than me. But, like, as far as, like, trying to, trying to do my duty for the country but i would also you know speak my mind about what i thought was wrong and you can do that um so america a very interesting place i love my country i uh just believe as i come down to the next subject that really we should try to do good onto others treat other the people with respect and love believe in love try to do the right thing Always try. You're not going to be successful. Somebody's going to call you an asshole. I've been called an asshole many times. And do the assholes call me an asshole? Good, no, you, fuck you, but I love you. Still love you. You know? I love you. I want the best for everybody. I want the best for everybody. And um, if we have a country that will fight for everybody to have an equal chance and an equal say and an equal voice, then that's what I'm going to fight for. You know? I'm not a member of the military, by the way, so fight is my little slight small part of making movies as part of like the machine but all the movies are about doing your best being safe responding to incidents emergencies how to be safe from a shooter and so forth um 
by the way, a shout out in Winthrop, Massachusetts, um, which is close by to me, a little island, kind of like community. A man, a white man, decided to take uh, up arms, get in a truck, drive it down the street, bash into someone's house, probably on the way to a synagogue, because he had a hate-filled, a lot of evidence, uh, journals, hate-filled, racist a racist a racially modified a racially motivated violent extremist extremist oh my god i can't talk today it's very hot in here and this person decided to just randomly snap take up arms and he summarily executed both a veteran of the uh, of the uh, united states armed forces and a veteran long-lasting state police officer executed them in cold blood on the street walked past white people and just killed these black people People who gave their entire life to supporting and loving other people. And this nut job came around because he was filled with hate. God knows where it came from. And killed him. A horrible story. Um, even in a sleepy town that hasn't had a murder in like 15 years, this can happen. I could have been walking down the street with my son and could have been shot up or, you know. Try to jump in front of the bullet. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. What would you do? You know, there's just a lot of hate in the world. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of people that are frustrated in America, especially a lot of anger, a lot of hatred. I think that united people can do good things. United people can stand honorably for good and for love and for a better world and a better place. If you just have the balls or the ovaries to try to make it a little better. I mean, what's wrong with good? Good tastes good, feels good, feels good to be good, right? Why do people have to be assholes? Why? Why do they have to park so close to my car? Why do you have to not let the kid cross the street? Like, what's wrong with people? Love your neighbor, love your friends, love your kids. Just give a little bit more love out. Uh, there was a person in my life recently I was very upset with. I was bullshit. I was like, this bullshit, you know, I wanna, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I was, I, I, I was just upset with them. But, you know, I said, I, lo- I love them. I love people. I love my friends. So um, it didn't take anything more of me to be loving in this particular situation. So I just kind of just loved them. I said, I don't care what you say, what you do. You know, I want you to uh, have a great week and I'm going to love and support you anyway. It's not going to take more out of my skin to help in this particular situation love you, so I'm going to love you. That's what love is. Love needs no receipt, you simps. So you just love, you know. How do we love each other? We got to communicate. Ask questions. One of the things I've been uh, told is, that's why I have a good podcast. So sometimes I talk too much and I ask enough questions. If you were here, I'd ask a question. But you, I want to hear about your life. I want to hear about it. I'll say it once, though. I'm a guy. I'll say it once. Tell me about your life. Tell me about what you want. I won't keep asking. I probably should keep asking. So communication is key. And communication sometimes means asking questions and not making assumptions, right? So I would just say that communication is a two-way street, but you, somebody needs to, to start. I ask you all for feedback on the show. That's my overture. And if I'm French, is it over? over, over, over if, you've, if you speak French, je m'appelle Paul. 
je suis autobus. I love the French is sexy, right? Spanish is sexy too. Me gusta linguistica. Um, but talk. Talk, have a conversation. A lot of the problems in this world come from a lack of communication and understanding and listening. It's very easy to just march to our own drum and do our thing. I'm going to get mine and all that. And never ask a question about how everyone else is doing or how they're feeling or how anything. Or assume, right? Uh, me and my son actually had a little role play recently. It was at his suggestion and behest. And he's learning um, how to, you know, he's growing and he's becoming a little man and he's learning how to get better. And he's also got autism, high functioning autism, but it's still a challenge. So there's a lot going on there that he is, he's suffering through and um, also growing through. And he said, we're going to have that. We're going to have a role play. I said, what's the role play about? He goes, we're going to be a couple. And I'm going to pretend I'm the woman or your friend or whatever. And uh, that I made you dinner. And we're going to sit down. But I'm not going to say anything to you after we start eating. It's going to be a little awkward. It's going to be quiet. How do you handle that situation? I thought that was interesting. I said, okay. So we sat down. We had this long 20-second pause. And the first time I was supposed to say, um, what the hell's wrong? What's wrong with you? You all right? You know, like a dick, right? Or if I'm tired, maybe like me sometimes. And then they would blow up, right? And the second thing, same long, odd pause. We sit down for dinner. I thank them for dinner. Everything's great. We're talking. We're not talking. We're eating. And the person that provided dinner is very quiet. Like unusually quiet. And this time I say, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Is everything all right? Do you want to talk about anything? And I'll just listen. And uh, then they, they started spouting off about whatever and thanked me for listening. I wish life was that easy, but, and seen, <laughs> right? But communication is a two-way street. Men, women, um, if, it's, if you're lesbian, it's the other woman. If you're gay, it's the other man. If it's most people, it's men, women, coworkers, whatever, your boss. And ask questions. This comes from a person who has forgotten a lot of times to ask questions. So it's not like saying, I'm so perfect. I ask questions all the time. I'm perfect. So, Mr. Hand here, and you need to ask questions because I always ask questions. No, I'm fuck up. Um, but I learned from my mistakes. And, and then I impart some of the wisdom to y'all. Ask questions. Don't assume the wrong thing. Don't assume that something's bad or something's good. Or if you're not sure, just ask a question and uh, uh, listen. And also, if someone won't, let, won't listen to you, puts their hand up in front of your face, gets mad if you have a thought, and you ask them what's wrong, and you try to be loving to them, and you throw your pearls, and the swine are just putting it in the mud, then walk away. Boundaries. But communication, I think, is something we all could be better at. Because you have to put your walls down a little bit to listen. And you can't put them so far down that you're trampled over. So it's a very, it's a balance. My therapist says it's balance. And I'm all about giving love, loving America, loving God, and having open, authentic communication and storytelling so that we can be closer together as humans and not further apart. It's pretty good. Coach Corey Wayne. 
this dude is online. He's funny. He's like, uh, gives dudes advice. And I like him. He's fun because he has his advice is actually pretty good. It is very, uh, you know, kind of a male-centric advice in a lot of cases. And it talks about masculine, feminine energy and all this and that. But, but a lot of his advice is good because essentially Coach Corey Wayne at understandingrelationships.com uh, is about, like, the man being masculine. But it's also about basically taking care of your own self, mastering yourself, being a 3% man. You could apply this to being a woman, too, by the way. It all kind of works the same way. It's more about your masculine and feminine energies versus your actual gender and your gender role. It's just like the energies, the the complementary yin and yang energies. And his thing about how to get the best mate and how to get the best person is understanding those energies and mostly about understanding yourself. And I'm not saying this person is perfect. He's kind of a combination of like Tony Robbins and this guy named Dr. Love and himself and a bunch of other things. But essentially, he is a centered man who goes and gets what he wants. Mark Manson, Melanson, uh, author of The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is the same, it's a book. Same thing. Getting your life in order and living your purpose and doing your thing and not having it be about other people. Which, oh wow, comes back to the original part of the story, which is about having faith in something bigger and operating in your space with that bigger thing, God, in my case, the Holy Spirit, and doing my thing, which is helping, trying to be a better dad, trying to be a better lover, trying to be a better friend, helping people from getting shot, maimed, burned, alive, whatever, helping people get closer to their authentic, true selves and humanity instead of the surface bullshit and if they like the surface bullshit understanding why they like it and what drives them to do that to make sure they're not destructive about it just being a better human being right communication all these things i talked about all of these things i talked about in this episode coach Corey wayne is about that because it's what i want to do for myself and yes i'm going to Make mistakes. I'm going to pee on the floor sometimes. You know what I mean? Forget to clean it up. You know? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I just brought that up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This happens sometimes. I'm a man. You know? But I will eventually clean it up. I, probably right away. I'm interesting. Like, I'm not perfect. Sometimes it's pee on the floor. That's, I think that's the name of the episode. Sometimes there, right? You with me? There's pee on the floor. Perfect. That's the name of the episode. Sometimes it's pee on the floor. You know, sometimes you make a mess. Sometimes try, people try to be their own gods. Sometimes people um, hurt, maim, destroy. Sometimes people go too far with America. Sometimes Canadians make too much maple syrup. Sometimes we uh, sin way too much. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there's pee on the floor. But if you pick it up, and clean it up and recognize that it's there and try to be more careful next time, then you're doing a little bit more good to the person who might step in that bathroom afterwards. And that person shouldn't love you any less if this be on the floor. And you shouldn't love them any less by leaving it there. Do you know what I'm saying? For all you couples out there, sometimes there's going to be pee on the floor. It's what you do with it that counts. Right? Oh, man. See how I wrapped that up? Isn't that sexy? Isn't that sexy? Yes, I have a sexy radio voice, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> Coach Corey Wayne, understandingrelationships.com. I love that guy. I don't necessarily follow everything he says, but I can tell you that every time I haven't, 
hasn't gone worked out well so some good advice but uh, don't listen to this and be one-dimensional and be like this guy listens to this coach guy and he thinks that's that's the way all men should be it's like no i listen to it i take it in i interpret it and then i take bits and pieces that are helpful to me but the biggest one being a three percent man trying to be the top three percent of men who you know people who try to uh, master themselves and mastering yourself book and trying to be loving and caring about others without being railroaded comes back to jesus love and treat people as you want to be treated don't throw pearls to swine covid please get your shots if you don't want to get a shot i'm just saying the government's not here to kill you um, it's gotten much better in America due to vaccinations. We are basically living free lives again, and it's beautiful. But if enough people don't get vaccinated, enough people get sick, strain the system, things will start locking down. The variants could outvariant the vaccine, and we could be right back where we started. So don't be an idiot. It's well within your right as America to not get vaccinated, and I will fight for you as, um, I don't know how you want to say, a uh, someone that w- works as an agency for the government to help you be better in some small way. I really don't want to aggrandize what I do. I'm an analyst. But uh, as, a, as a citizen, I would fight for you right not to have the vaccine, but please just have it. Plus, they're giving away millions of dollars in Massachusetts. One million dollars a week just to get vaccinated. Not everybody gets it, by the way, but you get a chance. Like, just come on. Some places are giving away free booze and blunts. Blunts. Like, you can get high because you get vaccinated. Just get your shit together. I'm sorry, I can say this on the show. It's America. America. I've been American. There's a $5 fee for listening to this show. I've been American. Someone said to me, America applies fees to everything. The price is never the price. There's always something. There's taxes and fees and convenience fee and resort fee and like COVID fee and stroke my ass fee. And like other countries, like I don't guess in Europe, you Europeans tell me it's like the price is the price. I find that true. You want Jimmy's, it's an extra 15 cents. Uh, chocolate sprinkles. Uh, you want, uh, you know, you want whipped cream, that's, that's a buck, you know. Soon people will be charging you just like Lucy and um, in uh, Charlie Brown will be charging you five cents just to get a compliment. <laughs> America, I've been America today. Five dollars turned to twenty-five. But please just get your vaccine shot, please, so we can all just live a normal life. If you like to listen to music and you're a member of Apple Music, and if not, you should be. Spatial audio is the shit. This Dolby Atmos thing for some types of music and i'm not going to explain it because you'll be bored out of your mind but look up spatial audio apple music headphones and you can thank me later and if you're really cute you can kiss me on the cheek you can give me a kiss you can just give me give me a kiss for that oh that sounds creepy doesn't it? <laughs> maybe not but like i'm a hugger i'm a i'm italian we invented passion we invented passion okay so I'm just saying. I made the French. If you're French, leave me a comment. Tell me how you guys invented passion. Maybe we can like experiment together and figure it out. Oh, he is not a Christian. Oh. That's enough for today. Uh, it's an hour of uh, talking about uh, how religion and versus faith and how I see it. How I'm a very not. I'm very Christian, Christian, but I might not be a good 
like religious person because faith to me and religion are kind of two different things. And that's not free past Christianity because I always try to do good onto others. And I hope you do too, while not ripping away my soul in the process because I'm trying to be a 3% man, a person reinventing himself constantly to do good onto others. The differences between Canada and America and how I love my country, and I hope you do too, and take pride if you're an American or a Canadian in the liberties that we have to be better. How communication is so very, very important, and don't assume what the other person's saying, uh, even though we're fallible and we can make mistakes. Ask questions. Coach Corey Wayne, kind of an amazing guy, very polarizing, but I recommend you listen to him because it's about mastering yourself and taking your balls or your ovaries and doing something with it, right? And not blaming anybody else for anything. Spatial audio is amazing. Get your shots, people. Get the vaccination, please. It is not a, a hex on humanity. It's not the government trying to control your life or tell you what to do or whatever. Don't take it. Whatever. Die. Give a shit. I mean, I do. I care. I don't want you to die. But I mean, I really do. Don't want you to die. That's why we want you to take the vaccine so you cannot die. My uncle died. My uncle died. He accidentally got COVID between shots and he was recovering from cancer and uh, he died. Get your damn shot. And don't, don't, don't go around unmasked and just spread shit to people that are autoimmune deficient or whatever. I don't want to keep talking about it. Just do the right thing, okay? Sometimes your boyfriend, your friend, your son, maybe a woman if she doesn't aim right and she's drunk, is going to pee on the floor. It's going to happen. Might even be a little gross. But what's important is how that pee gets cleaned up. How do we treat each other when it happens? How do you treat yourself and your partner when you pee on the floor? How do we approach communication and love and faith in a positive way that can better ourselves and those around us so that we can spread more love and joy and creation and happiness and authenticity and humanity into the world of the positive realm instead of becoming our own gods and abusing and destroying and wrecking ourselves and being power mongers and trying to be our own gods. Because that doesn't work well. So, how are you going to clean up the pig? What are you going to do? Are you going to go to the light side, or are you going to be Darth Vader? <sighs> I leave the pee on the floor. <laughs> oh, that sounded kind of creepy. Please, uh, Paul, and anticipatemedia.com on the shores is on Spotify, it's on Stitcher, it's on Apple Podcasts, and it's wherever else you want it to be please leave a five-star rating in whichever platform you choose i'm trying to polarize you in this episode because i want you to speak up i want you to disagree i want to have a discourse and then i want to have you on the show to talk about it clean up that pee this is paul chris you are not making me happy today by missing the show yet again on the shorts i still love you though i still love you just clean up the pee